Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor in professional wrestling fan. Episode 124. How you doing? I don't typically call out the episode number, but I don't know. I just wanted to today. Um, hopefully you are all off to a good start this week, being productive, enjoying life, maximizing that time that you can dedicate to this hobby that we all love. I know that's what I'm doing, and that's what I try to set out to do each and every week. There is a lot of topics at hand. We're not going to really read the hobby headlines. We don't really do that here. That's why Stacking Slabs is your hobby content alternative. We're not going to give you picks. I'm not going to tell you what to buy. We're not going to do that over here. I know other people do that, and that's fine, man. That's their MO, and people go off. And people go listen to those people. And you know what? We're not here to save everyone. We're not here to tell everyone what to do. But what we are here to do is share in the passion of the hobby that we love and talk cards and share some perspective. So that's what I'm going to do from the top. I know there's a lot of things that are on people's minds. I'm going to share some things that are on my mind. Hopefully there is some alignment there. And we get out of this episode and you're entertained, you're educated, one, if you're both, that would be awesome, but let's just go. So definitely, I know the National is coming up quickly. Everybody is talking about the National. Um, We'll spend a little time on the National, how I'm thinking about things, Um, maybe some areas to point you. I'm not going to tell you I'm an expert, and I know exactly what you should be doing and say, here's your national like travel kit, do X, Y, and Z. And I'm not going to do that because I've never been to the national before. And that would be silly of me to try to act like a na- the national expert when I've never been to the show before. So what I'm going to recommend is let's rely on some veterans. Let's rely on other people um, who've been to the national who can maybe better inform you than somebody like me who's never been. So that's what I've been doing. I've been consuming some content. I've been talking to friends in the hobby. Um, definitely what we're going to do here is avoid all hobby drama, right? This is not ho- the hobby TMZ. We, we do not, we do not want to provide drama inducing conversations over here on the Stacking Slabs podcast. We'll leave that for some, uh, some deep dark holes of, uh, the Instagram community, ones that I am backing away from. Um, making myself a little happier that I'm not seeing some of this stuff in my feet anymore. Don't need any sewing circles. Not when I'm trying to escape and talk about sports cards. Um, what I am going to say, definitely a little comment up top is I have been enjoying the NBA playoffs. My wife said, man, you've, you've been watching all the games. And I just said, it's because it's been good. It's been different. Um, This is something that I want to dedicate my time to. I love basketball. I'm being entertained, and I'm enjoying the damn games. So I have been enjoying the playoffs. Not going to comment on games. Not going to comment on players. I'm not a professional scout. 
I'm not going to tell you what to buy and say, oh, well, maybe go look at these cards. It's just not going to do that here. But I what, what I can tell, and also, I record this on a Saturday. So much changes in between this going live and, uh, and the, the games. But I can just say I am happy. The other thing I will comment on on the, the news front, I am damn happy that Rick Carlisle is my head coach of the Indiana Pacers once again. Uh, the Pritchard, Simon, Brass within the Pacers organization knocked that one out of the damn park. When I saw Coach Carlisle exiting from Dallas and when I knew he would be available, I was hoping that this was the result. I think we can all agree that he is an excellent coach, one of the better coaches in the NBA. He's got the experience. He's got the ship. How many times can you hire a coach who's won a ship? Not too often. And how about hiring him again? The second lap as the Pacers coach. So definitely, it's nice to be in that win-now mode. I think the Pacers have a lot of nice pieces. I do think that the coach in the NBA matters more than some people uh, think. I I mean, look, we just look at the Pacers this year. Yes, they battled injuries. A lot of talent on that roster. They did not want to play with the coach. The coach wasn't great. You live, you learn. We're excited to have Coach Carlisle back in the heartland of basketball. And remember, in 49 other states, it's just basketball. I'm getting some time away here coming up on the other side of this. Don't you worry. If you're a stacking slabs degenerate and you love your hobby content alternative, I will do whatever I can to make sure the show goes on because the show always goes on. Consistency is something that I value on this show. I want to be a consistent creator. I want to provide consistent value. And I just, I just like the show going on. You know, I, it's just something I do. It's like, uh, I go to work. I, uh, try to be a good husband. I, uh, prepare to be a future father um and i am a host of a sports card podcast called stacking slabs so it's just it's a responsibility i take very seriously it's a responsibility i take very seriously because i love the hobby and i don't love to hear my voice and what i have to say but i love to try to get people to understand my evolution because i think if you if i zoom out of of uh the show and zoom zoom out and think about my own personal experience the evolution that i've gone through in the last 18 months to almost you know 2 years in the hobby is one that i think as a marketer i can package this up and look at it and it is a case study of what people in their mid 30s go through when getting back into cards and I want people to be able to learn. I want I want to save people time. Um, we we all go through those hobby evolutions. Uh, just an example: my brother shot me a text um, this week about one of his buddies, and his buddies shot him a text that he was you know opening up packs of cards with his son, and he was getting back into cards, which is what we want. This is exciting. Usher in a new generation. Get people like us back into cards and he's in he told my brother that you know he is going to back to his d- dad's house to to go pick up all of his old cards this weekend and my response to my brother was did you tell him they're not worth anything 
And he, my brother said, no, he's got to learn just like we did. And I think that's just, as I think about that interaction and that experience, I just think about the evolution and those turns we all go through. I look back at myself this time last year and I'm just like, whoa, what was I doing? I was buying cards because I thought football cards were going to be more like fantasy football. That doesn't make me happy. But now I'm so focused and keen on collecting players that are I am passionate about. And it's just the more that people can talk about their experiences and going through this evolution, I think it's the better. So punchline, I take this job very seriously. I enjoy this job. Um, I'm calling it a job, but it is a job. It's a responsibility. But let's get into the damn show. Why don't we do that right now? So I have these moments when I'm working on this company that is launching here very, very shortly. We're preparing for the launch. Um, in August, we got the beta rolling out. Interacting with members of the team, I, I'm in a u- unique position because I am the, the, the marketing leader on the squad, but the product that we have, I am the, the buyer too. So I'm the ideal customer profile of the product that we have. And so as we bring on new people, we, we share perspective and we talk about just, you know, if you're in sales, what are the things, Brett, you care about and where are the gaps that we might be able to fill with our message, with our product. So I was having one of these conversations um, this week with someone who um, just joined our team and she's uh, our first sales hire. And it was a great conversation and felt good about like the future collaboration between us and just where her head was at um, early. And so as I was thinking about this, uh, she was very open and saying, you know, hey, like if you've got if you've got feedback or you, things come to your mind that you think would be helpful, like please share them with me. Went to bed, woke up the next morning and I just kept thinking about this conversation we had. And I kept thinking about like what can I do based on everything that's been in my head over the last six months in building out content, building out our marketing plan and building out our strategy um, to go to market, to launch this company. What can I synthesize and share with her to get her to kind of save a bunch of time and think about things and give her the spark notes of some bullets that I think would be helpful as she approaches the market in her job. So as I was thinking about all these thoughts, um, the, the one thing, like one thing came to mind, and this is a theme that I think we can, we can talk about in the hobby. Not only we can talk about in the hobby, talking about it in this setting, my pre- professional career. And I think we can talk about it in like all walks of life. But I told her based on our solution, there are two types of marketers that I see based on what I do day to day, spending half of my week on calls, talking to people, interviewing them, and trying to understand what the pain points are. Basically, I said there's two two types of marketers. There are long-term marketers, which long-term marketers is a bucket where I would categorize myself in, is someone who values brand building and values consistent activities that is going to, a bunch of things happen over a long period of time. And once those things compound, you've got a you're, you've got a brand and you build the brand and you build trust. And then once you build the brand and trust, everything else is easier and falls into place. And then you've got short-term marketers, which is more transactional. Hey, 
let me do this campaign to generate these leads so I can pass these leads to my sales team and we're going to go through this process and we're going to just boom, boom, boom. And so I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm saying maybe one is more preferred and there's elements of both that you can infuse in what you're doing. But I wanted to share with her, like as I'm, as I consider myself a long-term brand builder, what are the things that I value? And I told her, I, I said, my list consisted of a lot of things and I'm going to talk about these things and relate them with the hobby. So I said, part of my list, there's a lot, but I'm just going to name a few. I just said, this long-term thinkers have a desire to invest in brand and constantly provide value to their communities and the people that they're, their future customers and the people that they're trying to communicate with. Just like in the hobby, I think hobby participants who excel invest in their brand from a long-term perspective by constantly providing value to people that they're interacting with, whether they have a content platform, whether they just have an Instagram account, whatever it is. They don't think about things from a, hey, what is, the be what is best for me right now and everything I do is going to be about me. They think about what is best for the community. And I think about the hobby. And the more people that think like that, the stronger and more sustainable our hobby is going to be. So there's one. The other thing I, I mentioned about people that she, she's approaching and that might have this long-term mindset is that they curate other people and brands' content and post on their channels and through their newsletters. Okay, so when I think about the hobby, I think about having this mindset that there are a lot of people and there are a lot of things being created and because there's so much content and so much noise, the position you can take as a long-term participant in this hobby is to curate good content that you're consuming or good products or good experiences and then share them with the people who are following you. Curating other people's content for individuals is valuable because there's so much content out there and not all of it's great. So that's another thing, like be mindful of it. An easy way to do this as a long-term contributor and participant in the hobby is reposting people's stuff. If you're on Instagram, hit that repost button and share it. People go through stories in between meetings, when they're sitting on their couch at home, when they're chilling out. And if someone I trust is reposting something from somebody else that I don't know, I'm probably going to click in and I'm probably going to be curious about it. And what can that lead? That can lead to a brand new connection, a brand new relationship, and a brand new conversation. It's a referral. So that's something that I think we in the hobby should be mindful of. If you see something that you like that you think can benefit others, it's just one button. It's just one button and curate that. So that's, a, that's one. The other thing I, 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 I mentioned in, in my write-up is just from a marketing perspective, access to their content is frictionless. So what do I mean by that? I mean that if I am searching 
for something of of use and uh, that's helpful. The typical experience for 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 people is they go to Google, they find an unhelpful blog post, then they go get hit by a form, then they're filling out information, then all of a sudden they're in the sales cycle and they're being called when they just try to download something for their own use. So that's like startup world that I'm working in. It's a problem that we are working on. Now, as it relates to the hobby is like access to you, access to what you're doing, make it easy on people. Like if somebody, if, if you say something and you put it out there and someone has the time and energy to comment back, slide into your DMs, ask questions, be curious, like respond, just like engage with that. The more engagement that we can have in this community, the better off we will be. The final thing that I just wanted to call out in terms of long-term thinkers that is valuable is just this idea of collaboration and opportunities to partner with other brands. In the hobby, the opportunity to partner on through content and conversations is, lim- is limitless. I'm not talking about partnering with other vendors and promoting stuff. If you, if you haven't noticed... Stacking Slabs isn't sponsored by anybody, okay? There's no premier sponsor. Um, there's no ads. <laughs> there's, there's no nothing. There's no revenue stream. Here's something, everybody. In case you're wondering, nobody is paying me to do Stacking Slabs. That is a question I've been getting a lot. Um, no one is paying me. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it's costing me time, energy, and money. But you know what? The reason why I'm doing this is one, because I value giving back and I value, I'm passionate about this. And the other thing is too, is I'm a long-term thinker. I am a long-term thinker with what I'm doing here and I'm not transactional. I'm not trying to take a couple hundred bucks here and there and promote some product that I don't believe in. That's not what I'm about. But what I'm saying is like collaborate talk to other people. The opportunities are limitless. So to me, this all wraps up into this idea of just the importance of community and valuing other people. It's not just about you, okay? Like it is about you and your cards in a way that's a piece of it. But most importantly, it's about we. Because we want to sustain this hobby. We want to sustain this community. So I think like the more that we can as a as a hobby give back, the more that we can think about it from a community perspective, the better off we'll be and the more that this darn thing will continue to grow. I can't help but think think back to my conversation with Bennett and all of the nuggets and the honesty that he shared in that conversation. I think that's valuable. I reflected with a bunch of people after the fact, people that like, you know, I, I get comments after shows about when people respond, people say thanks. It's really awesome. Like, I love it when that happens. I'm like, man, that's good. Like, what we put out there, like, people are, are appreciating. Like, feedback's important, everybody. Like, I just, I, I got a show here. And just because I got a show doesn't mean I, I, I don't want feedback. Like, I like that. Like, it, it's, it's good. Like, that, that's, that motivates me. But after the show, like, I got so many comments about just like, you know, something he said, like when I came into the hobby, I came to make money. How many times have you heard someone on a podcast say that? Not too often. It's brutal honesty. And what did he say? It didn't really make me happy. 
And so he had this mindfulness of like trying to create this experience in the hobby that not only was going to make him happy, but then also too finding interactions and the ability to collaborate with others in this PMC or PMG green chase. Like that's what he valued. So like that, if you haven't already, go listen to that episode with Bennett. There are so many nuggets and things to think about that help validate kind of what I'm saying up front is that, you know, he evolved into being a, this is about me and this is about money to, this is about me collecting something I'm passionate about. But the reason why I'm doing this above all else is because I get the, the opportunity to interact with people who love what I love every day. And I think that's really cool and really important. Quoting him here, he said, there's a human desire to be a part of a community. That's 100% certain. Why do we get up every day and get on our phones and get on Instagram? Because there's other people on your Instagram feed that are doing that too, that are sharing in this passion. You might not, we might not all like the same flavors of the hobby, okay? We, we might not, but what we do like at the end of the day is cards and connection. And I think the connection point with human beings who share in the same passion is, is powerful. And I think this is something that gets us to stay. I think the biggest epiphany I've had so far is the understanding of the financial component. Finance is a big piece of this thing, but it's not everything. There are other things to think about when we're buying sports cards that we need to take into consideration because if we're not taking into consideration connections we have with the player, connections we have with nostalgia, connections we're going to have once we own these cards, then really what we're doing is just gambling. And if we're just really gambling, shouldn't, couldn't we just go get on a sports gambling app and bet if it's legal in your state or bet on offshore accounts or do whatever, like, yeah, like that's a service, but like, that's not what sports cards are. And I don't think that's what sports cards are intended to be. It's not supposed to be this big gamble. So much has happened in this hobby, which is good. Like any participant and activity that comes into play, that's going to get interest and get people to stay is a good thing. Breaking, gambling, investing, quotes, hashtag, invest, gambling. And so for me, as someone who wants to mitigate risk, be here for the long haul, I have evolved. And certainly, is there a a, a gambling a little bit as a piece of it? I think there always will be. But I'm spending a majority of my time focused on things that I care about, not listening to people who I don't care about, blocking out the noise, getting out of the mainstream, being in my little lane, in my hobby, in the hobby underground, getting feedback from people who matter to me. And I'm enjoying the hell out of being in the sports card market. You know, people will come and people will go. There are trends, there are people follow the money, but people who are passionate about sports cards, who are people who are passionate about the, the community, there are so freaking many of you out there. You're listening to this show. You're out there and you're spending damn time riding your tractor, riding your car, going on a walk, going on a run, doing whatever you damn can 
to just get in that mindset and be reminded of why you are here. This thing, this hobby lacks regulations. And so I think it's on us as people who appreciate the sports card market and the hobby to protect the damn community. And the people who are going to protect the damn community are the people that have the long term mindset. So help educate those who come in, like my, my buddy's friend or my brother's friend. We will help him along the way. He's got to figure out some stuff for himself. But it's, it's fun to be a part of that evolution with individuals. And the more people that are at that starting point and are being educated and surrounded by the right people, the better. Are you signed up for the weekly rip? I hope you're enjoying that. I talked about my one-year evolution in the hobby. Oh, baby, lots of light bulbs for me. I've learned a ton. Mostly, I've learned a ton because I've got a damn show. So I bring people on the show and I get influenced. It's not a, I get influenced and I go buy sports cars because they talk about them. Like, I'm not going to <laughs> buy a bunch of PMG greens because Bennett was on my show, but I get influenced by the mentality and the mindset. And that's what this show is about, mentality and mindset and operating. And so I talk about that last week. I talk about that. Uh, episode with Bennett and chasing PMG greens. I talk about Zan mornings, wrestling with cards, wrestling cards. This is just an amazing community. I'm never going to shut up about that more on that at the end. And then the TB 12 Tom Brady, silver prism PSA 10 sale, 25 K. Oh baby. Haven't seen a sale like that in a while where you're just like, where, where have you been? And I just love that. I think it just first year prism, silver PSA 10 low pop, so much confidence in Tom Brady cards. It's just great. Like, I love that. I just love how just, you know, TB12 is Teflon. And, you know, I've been on the football card. That Football cards are what make me happy, okay? Like, I am excited. I'm excited for basketball, and I love basketball. But my team is the Colts, okay? I love the Pacers. And the Pacers would be, like, my next team. But... If I have one team, it's the Indianapolis Colts. My my world revolves around them. My world, my season tickets. Uh, it's all I can think about when I think about when I if I dedicate time to sports. And so that's a lane I enter. Okay. And so then, as I'm in the sports card hemisphere, I'm focusing in more time on that. And so with that being said, it's like I basketball collectors it's like you're you're following the jordan market you're following the lebron market like I, I get that i'm following the tom brady market because his cards are the top and everything the way it goes is he everything else goes so it was f- fi- i'm fired up to see that sale and it's just great all right so let's talk talk about the national a little bit i am about as unprepared as you possibly can be. So you're not going to come to stacking slabs and listen to my advice. Um, what I can tell you is a couple of things. Um, not an expert, won't try to be. Point you in some, so Jake hosted an awesome conversation. Now he's basketball cards. Go check that out. Josh, Cardboard Chronicles, check his channel out. He's got another one. Those, the, the, that type of content, go to, don't go to content with a, a bunch of gimmicks and a bunch of, things and people saying X, Y, and Z and people trying to like tell you how to control your national experience, chances are they probably haven't been. The national is something I believe if you have the opportunity to go to, you should go. And it should not reflect on 
prism base cards in the market at all. It should be about the people that you've spent the last year connecting with on Instagram or whatever community you're involved with and having the opportunity to spend some time in real life and strengthen those relationships and strengthen those connections. Like that, that, that leads to other opportunities and things down the road. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm fired up about. And I I think just connecting with as many people as possible is important. And the one thing that I will say that I know is true that I'll like double stamp here, exclamation point, let's go. If you want, or you think there might be a card at the show that you have to have, bring the paper. Okay. Bring the paper. You're going to want to have the cheddar. Okay. Having the cheddar in hand gives you options as a buyer. Not everyone is going to have the cheddar. So if you have the cheddar, you're going to have more opportunities. So with that, that puts you in an interesting position. And here's something that I think you should be thinking about. A lot of people's cash is in cards, okay? So you're looking at your PC and you're like, man, I could bring some of these cards and maybe I could work out some deals. I would not recommend relying on taking cards that you are then as a someone who's just going to go to the show, I wouldn't rely on that being able to take you to that next level and and get that card you want. It might happen. It's just probably going to be a little more difficult. And I'm saying this based on the last six months of the hobby, and I'm saying this based on my experience in Dallas. Cash is going to be king. So this is something I'm going through, and this is something I want everyone to go through who is going to the show. Think about going into the wildest hobby show, the Disney World of Sport, the Super Bowl of sports cards, and you might not know if your card is there, but your card might be there. So take all of your cards in your PC, lay them out, and think to yourself, do I want opportunity? Do I want the flexibility of being able to get the card I want? And how important that is, is that to you? If it's important to have cash on hand, look at your PC and decide what you can sell right now. Don't think about the margins. Don't think about, don't think about get, getting every last dollar for it. But just say to yourself, if you want to have cash, having cash is important, try to make some sales in advance of that show. That's how I'm thinking about it. And I'm unprepared. I said this and I'm still going through this thought process. But I know. When it comes down to being a couple weeks out, if I want cash for the show, which I I probably am going to because the thought of there being a Peyton Manning card that I have to have and not having cash on hand for it keeps me up at night. So then that's when you start to prioritize. That's the only advice I got for you. Go follow those other people's content and their shows. They've been there before. They know what they're doing. They're You'll be in good hands. I'm sure there's a there's a lot of good nuggets that'll be there for you. Speaking of Cardboard Chronicles, this week on the Hobby Hustle, first time I've done this. They've been on the show multiple times, but I'm bringing Josh and Chris, the Card Ladder Squad. Congratulations on their one-year anniversary. Going to bring them on the show. Going to talk a lot. There are a lot of topics to talk about. 
I actually stayed up for the first hour. It's been a while of the crossover live stream last night, and it was a blast. So much fun. So I'm excited for that conversation. A lot is going to be shared. You know, and I'm going, I'm going to the beach, right? I'm going to the beach here soon. And kind of my mindset on this is like, I think about that in cards. It's like, all right, I'm going to the beach to get away. And when I go to my cards in the evening, it's like, I'm going to the beach to get away. And that's back where like thinking about drama and the hobby and everything that's going on. It's like, if I'm going to an escape like sports cards, the last thing I want is drama and conflict. And so for me, and I don't know if this would be helpful for you, but if there are things that when you're going to escape and you're getting away and you're spending time with sports cards, don't deal with the drama. Don't deal with the bullshit. Go to the beach and get away. Do it. This is the benefit of having social platforms. You have the power to create the experience that you want. Follow people who make you happy. Filter your social experience. People aren't making you happy. Mute, unfollow. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. It'll make you happier. I know it has for me. I'm waiting on a BGS. I got charged by BGS. I'm dying for my grades, man. I'm dying. I should have a banger coming back. I'm really excited about it. But I'm just such a nice feeling getting towards the end of the line on a a submission. Uh, It's like a moment of rejoice. I want to celebrate. I want to just go out in the streets and start partying. I just want to like run wild. Yes, I've been waiting for this card forever. It's like I want to share it on Instagram. I want to tell everyone about it. Um, but I'm excited. Like it's nice to see some um, things moving for my submission. Hopefully for your submissions too. A lot of things outstanding. Again, like it's time. Time is always going to move. Eventually you'll get it. It's patience, and so I'm trying to be patient with myself. I just want to call out. Obviously, I got to plug wrestling cards a little bit. There is a banger on eBay right now in terms of modern wrestling. Probably, I'd say the gra- Grail. You've got a 2014 Topps Chrome Superfractor 101 Auto of Roman Reigns on eBay right now. 50K price tag on that bad boy. Mamma Mia. I'd love that card. But it's just fun to see interest and desire around a section of the hobby that I appreciate, that I love, that there's no drama. There might be drama. I'm not paying attention to it, though. But it's just a lot of passion and a lot of desire. So I'm excited about potential sales. I don't think that card sells for 50k. Maybe it does. I don't know, but I'll be following along and getting my popcorn ready. I want to highlight having done this. Maybe this will be a regular thing, maybe not. But I want to highlight an IG card of the week and I want to say this to at @mk sports cards. If you're not following that account, give that account a follow. But I got stopped in my tracks when I saw and paired 1997 Flair Showcase Row Zero Legacy Collection out of 100, Brett Favre. Man, it was a beautiful card. And it was paired next to the Reggie White. Same card. I think the Brett Favre was in a BGS 8.5 and the Reggie White was in a PSA 7. Man, those Flair Showcase cards, so dope. And I saw that and it just stopped me in my tracks and I wanted to say, you know what? This is a card I need to cards uh, I want to talk about on the show. Speaking of bangers, there is a PMG Green Brett Favre on eBay right now. 
Talk about a color match. Go check out that beauty. All right, let's close it out here. The collecting gene is wild. You know you've got it when it you know you've got it when it feels like you're sitting behind the wheel, but a super force is in control. The roads are twisted and the sights excite. You end up back home with a bunch of cards that speak to your heart. And that is what I just wanted to close out with. This is a journey. This is a wild ride. You go through changes. You go through evolutions. But at the end of the day, focusing on you, focusing on cards that when you pick up, you look at, and they make you happy is, is what it's all about. And it's all about building those relationships and focusing on you. If you like what you heard on Stacking Slabs, hit that subscribe button. Tell me how I'm doing. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Hobby Hustle this Friday. Josh, Chris, Hard Ladder Team, let's go. Let's go.